Kamusta Katanoomers? Welcome to Tanum Tuesdays, a podcast where we talk to folks around the Philippines about their gardens, farms, food forests, and anything and everything about Tanum, which means plants. Here are your Katanoomers in this podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Chinkin. I'm Marcel. And I'm Albert. And now, on with the show. Hello, Katanoomers. We are here with Ms. Jean Pinat of Manai's Farm, located in San Miguel in the beautiful province of Bohol. She is here to share more about the farm and a special project featuring herbs and other plants and also community engagement under their Kaayo project. So welcome, Ms. Jean. For having me and um, good day to all those listeners out there. And thanks for your giving your time. We know you're very busy with your farm in Bohol. Um, so with that said, Ms. Jean, could you please tell us more about yourself and how you're associated with Manai's Farm? So I am the CEO of Manai's Farm. I'm actually the sixth daughter of Manai Bebot, where we, she's the namesake of our farm. So I am a returning OFW who used to work for the hospitality and startup financial technology sector in Cambodia. So as you can see, the background, hindi ako, um, I wasn't an agriculturist or I didn't start as a farmer. When I came home November of 2019, I started working on value-adding initiatives for our family farm. That's where I, um, I ventured into the Kaayo project as well as few other initiatives for, for our farm, which I can talk on later. So um, what does Kaayo mean in Visaya for our non-Visaya speakers? Yes, ayun. So Kaayo means um, wellness or well-being. So the intention of the of the project is really um, to promote wellness um, and in return um, encourage um, a, just a positive vibe through the name. Um, kasi nasa health and wellness sector tayo na um, um, that's what we're trying to to provide. Can you tell us more about Manai's farm? Uh, how long you've been around? Uh, what you mm-hmm. focus on? And then we can get into the Kaayo project. Okay. All right. So um, Manai's farm actually used to be a coconut plantation. We didn't live in the farm um, for most of our lives. And just about over four years, we slowly worked on cultivating it to how it is now. So we are now an integrated, diversified, organic family farm. It's just a 1.9 hectare area. Um, And during the last year, actually during pandemic, we got um, accredited by the Agriculture Training Institute as a learning site for agriculture. So yung fini-feature ng farm namin, um, we actually feature organically grown herbs and spices, vegetables, we also have free-range organic native pig production, free-range native chickens, as well as tilapia farming. So all of our um, all that we have, we use in-farm natural livestock feed, and many other regenerate, regenerative agricultural methods and practices. So bale yung goal ng farm namin is to become a sort of a farm tourism destination of Bohol. Offering healthy food through our one of our ventures, yung Taste Native, farm to, di- farm to Table Dining, and then healing activities then, and wellness products through our Kaayo Project. So just to ano po, touch base a little, yung Kaayo Project namin is a startup social enterprise aspect of the farm, wherein um, we develop handcrafted herbal tea brands, promoting traceable, ethically sourced infusion. So basically, ang ano natin dito, ang main beneficiaries are our women's group in our local community. So speaking mm-hmm. of Kaayo Project, uh, we were curious about some of the specific herbs and plants that you that you feature there. Could, could you share with us some of these, these plants or these herbs? So we are still in a startup phase for our Kaayo Project. So, um, but so far, we have launched two herbal tea blends. And then we also have two pure herbal teas. So start tayo dun sa tea blends. Um, we have first is our stress relief. Um, this tea blend is composed of butter, butterfly pea flower, mint, and calamansi. Um, then we also have the tangy detox tea blend, which uses a blend of herbs na natural that has kind of natural stomach soothing properties like ginger, lemongrass, and calamansi. 
as for um, we also have globe amaranth and then we also have the um, holy basil tea. So lahat to is organically grown and being cultivated at Manai's farm for this phase of the project palang. So dahil um, it's a social enterprise or at least that's our goal, our vision. Uh, what we're trying to do is maging palang demo farm yung yung maging demo farm and we will be cultivating the main ingredients and then once the business is um, the flow of the business is structured, we are we buying um, kind of yung seedlings ng mga ingredients to our smallholder farmers and to the rest of the community who would want to avail. Tapos bali ang mangyayari, we will be buying the um, we will be buying the raw materials from them. Um, and together with that, we will be teaching them to how to organically grow these herbs and then as well as conduct trainings specifically on what are the natural properties of these types of herbs. Uh, so yun yung sa, sa tea aspect po. Um, as for the rest of the farm naman, we kind of divided yung areas. Meron tayong culinary herb garden. Um, dun yung kinukuha natin yung mga spices that we will be needing for our farm-to-table dining kasi meron din kaming konting uh, maliit lang na function hall that also serves like as a restaurant. So yung culinary herb garden natin, we have tarragon, sweet basil, and other types of basil from um, Thai, Moroccan, and everything. Um, uh, peppermint, we also have a couple of mint varieties, and then Italian oreganos, coriander, chives. And then yung kabila naman, um, we, have, uh, we also grow medicinal plants. When we say medicinal plants, these are those that were acknowledged by the DOH. Hindi kami kompleto, but we have a few. So yung Acapulco, uh, I'm sure most of you are um, familiar with the Ampalaya, Bayabas, Lagundi, Pancit-Pancitan. The 10 um, medicinal plants that were acknowledged by DOH. Meron din tayong yung mga popular or commonly, commonly kind of, ano ba to? Commonly known um, herbal plants. For example, yung gotokola, meron tayong mugwort, serpentina, insulin, mother of thousands, katakataka, aloe vera, and, and more. So meron din tayong um, mga beds for demo. Um, bale, yung mga tinanim natin na herbal plants that weren't accredited by DOH, this is mainly to, um, to share what uh, healing properties there are na, na naka-surround lang sa atin like with wild growing herbs po. So, kasi as a learning site, what we want to show is um, what we really want to feature sa farm is that marami tayong herbs around us and we can, with proper research and application, we can potentially cultivate cheaper, you know, <laughs> cheaper medicine in the future or or homemade remedies kumbaga i'm so i i've been enlightened that doh actually has a list of these plants <laughs> yes i didn't they know are that still, uh, they are still um they have few ongoing researches um and hopefully sana madagdagan kasi there are really um uh very good plants and then the I mean, wildly growing in the Philippines that are already acknowledged by the other countries to have medicinal properties. Um, but medyo delayed lang dito sa Pilipinas in terms of, of the research. And we need this acknowledgement kasi we cannot just claim na herbal plant. So kaya most na makikita na dun sa mga food supplements, they put their no therapeutic claims kasi we don't have the science to back it up at least not in the not the one na, na provided by DOH kaya may may ganun yeah Kahit that's true naman, yeah yeah so so um i actually raised this concern to the agriculture training and institute way back when i was applying that um they should add these kasi meron tayong disclaimer eh, na hindi naman hindi siya you really have to put the no approved therapeutic claim kasi, kasi well, we, we lack the, the backs of research. It, how, how can they expedite that? Ba? Do you know? Is there, do, 
is there is mm -hmm. there a process how can someone bring an herb to the OH and say can we approve this is there a protocol ba? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, no no may meron naman silang um parang they actually encourage um business owners or mga excuse me yung mga may products that uses these types of ingredients and they want or they encourage to write sa DOST um DOST so that they can help promote this type of of what do you call this of herbs for example marami nat um yung aloe vera or parang di ba sa Korea they are very used in cosmetics and and those things and they even drink it uh um sabi ni DOST in one of our because I was part of a DPI kapatid uh, mentor me program and then um, same concern from someone who has a cosmetic ano, um, clinic and she said that uh, they advised us to to approach the DOST and and bring the name of the herbs that we want them to research on and more people that um, the more people na parang mag mag bring about this name and the properties and then the benefits of this the more they can focus or prioritize this type of herbs pero at, i think right now they are going with um those with respiratory um properties uh, like healing properties because of, of covid and the rest of the um pandemic demands so medyo postpone muna yung iba but but i think they are doing a lot of research active research right now to really boost yung mga local herbs natin well, that's good news and i'm sure mm -hmm. i mean a lot of these medicinal herbs they go back since time immemorial there i'm sure there are many mm -hmm. communities True. who are using them i i want to ask you a bit more about the herbs for cooking because i or we've been yeah. trying to cook more healthy food what are some specific herbs um for cooking that you recommend to be more specific are there any herbs you, you um, recommend for local Boholano, di Boholano dishes? Uh, I am not sure if uh, how, fam how familiar are you with yung sa, yung sa Saluyot. In Egypt, we had that, um, kasi my sister was, uh, is in Egypt, and they have this very sobrang lapot na soup. It's only made of Saluyot. <laughs> like, di ba dito, we do use Saluyot, but just like Lang pang palapot. Don, it's like the entire dish is made of saluyot. Like, like puro. Um, we also have, um, we also, we are working with kalabo. Um, it's the Filipino version of an oregano. Um, yung mas malalaki. And, uh, familiar kayo don? Not with the local oregano. Oh, yeah. So, so yun, um, we we also use it or incorporate it with our soups right now kasi um kalabo or the oregano um varieties are very known for their respiratory um healing properties so with the with the um with more kasi yung mom ko is high risk for covid and and um so we are really trying to embrace um kung ano man yung pwede i-provide ng mother nature ng mga na na healing foods yun we're really ano actively using them with our dishes uh, for cooking then i'm not sure if you're fond of tarragon so maganda siya sa meat so specifically for our chicken we use actually tarragon and lemongrass brine every time we prepare our slow roast native chicken Actually, yung amin more of, kasi hindi familiar mostly ang Bisaya sa herbs. Like, ayaw nila ng matapang na amoy. Kaya, we just play around with um, if it's edible or if anything is categorized as an edible plant, we put it in the food and then try and just taste. If it works, then we we improve on the recipe. If it doesn't and like, pag ayaw ng kapatid ko or ayaw ng mga workers because they are my parang tagat-tagatikim. Um, as long as it's edible, a lot is parang new, hindi pa natin na, na, na embrace or wala pa masyadong recipes and Filipino cuisine that features this. So ayun, 
dagdag lang tayo sa magta-try tapos feedback. Ganun yes. Lang. How how did you fare so far during the lockdowns and during the pandemic? Ah. <laughs> so actually, as for the farm itself and us, we didn't quite felt the the, the effects of pandemic. The farm provided us with kind of enough supply to feed ourselves and our workers. Um, we even had nung kasagsagan ng pandemic with the lockdowns, we we harvested our tilapia and and as much as maabot nito, we tried to contribute to the rest of the community. Um, so so pagkain and sa farm itself, okay lang. Um, and then dito naman sa rural areas, we bear walang walang mons. So it wasn't much of um effect. Uh, however, specifically sa Kaayo project, we were currently in the early stages of product development for our teeth. So ayun, the pandemic has caused us to pause this venture. I had to really um defer. Kasi ang nightmare ng logistics eh. Like <laughs> wala akong wala akong packaging, wala akong equipment, wala yung dehydrator. Ayaw do- like matagal dumating yung mga supplies and then um i was playing around with various packaging so kumbaga magtitin kan ba ako mag uh, um um craft paper bag and all those things and wala nun sa area namin not even in the province so everything had to be ordered from um internationally or nationally so ayun we had to really stop and then the thing was even before the product was launched there were already orders so it was possibly positively taken to market um yung idea ng kaayo project and the herbal teas because more people were getting health conscious so it worked to uh, to our advantage however yun nga hindi siya feasible so instead of of delaying and like to keep on pushing for it i decided to stop working on it and then because of this though we we were able to pivot to our farm to table dining kasi yun yung naging in demand the healthy food um and yun kaya namin with the resources that we have in our locality kaya kind of may mga blessings then somehow that 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 happened during during the pandemic before we close up the interview miss um, jean you mentioned that you work in hospitality and most especially mm-hmm. in Cambodia. I am curious how did your experience there working in this industry or even working in uh, another Southeast Asian country kind of feed into your work in Manais Farm and the Kaayo project? Parang ano din, hindi siya planado. Um I'm actually uh, a registered nurse by education, um but I didn't practice. Um so yung hospital but in general yung experience ko in Cambodia and yung hospitality industry has really opened my eyes to a lot of possibilities uh, mainly for example uh, Cambodia is a tea drinking um country kahit pag upo mo pa lang you're served already with um their tea uh tapos dun ko nakita they actually inspired me to take notice of the wild growing herbs here in the Philippines. Sabi ko we have this oh, we have this globe amaranth and it was very um it was very popular in Cambodia because the 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 tea may creates that pink color, um, natural pink color from the flower. And then I read and and researched on it and then that's uh it has a good anti-aging um property. So ayun um my experience and exposure in various um in Cambodia and in the other Southeast Asian countries I visited to actually inspired me to really take a look at the resources we have because as part of Southeast Asia we will you'll start noticing na maraming available doon na meron din tayo but uh, the difference is we don't use uh, we have different uses for it for example lang lemongrass lemongrass Uh, lemongrass tea for some countries and then even in Cambodia um, is a preferred choice for like parang their go-to tea drink kasi maganda siya sa tummy. Um, but dito sa Philippines, um, dito halos sa Bohol nga, um, I think 
most ng mga bahay-bahay may tanglad. They have lemongrass. But what, what do we use it for? Mainly lang pag nagtinola. Yun lang yung use ng tanglad. Um, so, habi ko, why are we not um, focusing on this and trying to, parang mag-value adding ba? Because the tanglad, isang, isang piece of that is like 10 pesos sa market. But when you sell it in, as a tea, you can get for you can get a really higher profit pretty much my experiences working um, in a foreign country has really inspired me to to really apply what i learned or what i saw and experience here in our own um, community how can people order your teas or how can people in our audience uh, is it available for people abroad as well do they order through your facebook That's a dream. Uh, but um, as of now, um, yung tea namin is available lang muna dito sa Bohol. Um, we have it readily available and it's being served when you visit the farm. So hopefully, pag, when when you feel like traveling, come to Bohol and then message me and you get to taste it too. <laughs> we are also, um, for families who want to try, uh, we also ship to Manila. Pero at this stage, since we are, um, I am waiting for uh, the right certifications and support from the Department of Trade and Industry because it's, it's going to be categorized as a food product and I want to go through um, the, I want to be compliant because um, I want to promote healing because of our intention and maging for profit we bypass the the yung required paperwork or certification so at the moment nagpa-process pa ako for for license to operate and the other FDA requirements so matatagalan pa before i can ship our our teas pero hopefully um god willing we'll get there in time please machine if you could go ahead and share with our katanungers um any mm-hmm. any three of your tanong tips ayun yung tanong tip ko is uh very i think it's it addresses life in general i i, I guess but my first tip is really before you start um begin planting or starting your own garden or your farm First is find your why. Because, you know, before beginning to grow anything, you have to ask, why do you want to plant this? Why do you want to go into agriculture? Or what fuels you? Because this is important because your why will dictate your what. Your what to plant. Basically, example, if, if your why is to have readily available vegetables, kaya ka nag-garden, why is to have available natural remedies for common sickness then you can you know you can research and perhaps plant those that were accredited by the DOH or kung for profit naman then you can further narrow down your what if it's faster profit go with planting what's trending so yung mga ornamental plants natin plantitas plantitas um, if you want uh, faster profit pero um, yeah so before i go on and on Basically, just um, answer your whys first before you start planting. Because knowing the answer to your why will get you to make a more informed decision as to what to grow or to plant. So, yung second advice ko naman po is um, yung to proactively equip yourself um, with information on your endeavor. So, If you don't know something, ask experts, you know, read facts, do your own research, actively get trained, read, 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 check out as many related YouTube videos as you can, and then listen to podcasts like this, and follow your fellow agripreneurs or plantitos or plantitas. Um, when we start in agriculture or when you're anything, when you're gardening or planting or even in life, I think it's, it's, It's important to be teachable. Kasi a lot of people, kasi trending kunwari yung agriculture or trending yung mga plants natin. Just because you have, you think you've been doing planting or farming for years, it doesn't really mean that you are doing it always right. Bale, um, 
because there are new discoveries out there, better innovations, agri-technologies, yung mga research data that can help um, improve what you are doing. So, yun lang, by opening yourself to the ideas of learning something new, you are also opening your creative side para maging more innovative ka and to think differently. So, yun yung second. Third is pretty much make mistakes fast so you can learn faster. Uh, kasi what planting will really definitely extract from you is yung patience mo eh. You will make mistakes and the more mistakes you go through, the quicker it is for you to find better solutions to achieve your goal. So, learn with the intention of not repeating your mistakes. Bale. So, with that said, I, I think people can find you at facebook.com slash manaisfarm. Yes. M-A-N-A-Y-S-F-A-R-M. Are there any yes. other channels, Instagram or website? We that- also have um, Instagram accounts at at Manais Farm still, and so M-A-N-A-Y-S-F-A-R-M. We also have a separate um, Instagram account for Kaayo Project. That's at Kaayo, K-A-A-Y-O underscore project. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, that's underscore just Jean underscore. Salamat, Thank you Kaayo. Salamat, Sad Kaayo, um, Albert, and to everyone in Tanong Tuesday. Thank you very much. So that was our interview with Miss Jean, Miss Jeanette from A Nice Farm in Bohol. And um, I guess we'll go ahead and start with uh, Rochelle. What did you think? It's it's super interesting how she related her story as a um, an OFW. This parang um, she mentioned na bumalik siya noong November 2019, just right before the pandemic, de ba? So parang nakakatuwa to see and she sounds really young pero nakakatuwa na isipin na may younger generations talaga na they decided to come back and really invest in agriculture and farming and miss jean um it's nice to hear that she's able to convert their coconut plantation before and turned it into an integrated diversified farm and i'm only learning about integrated farming like syempre from our our guests syempre a bit, a bit from ano from joe ganyan and ang galing nakakatuwa na she's able to design everything na interconnected with all the projects Um, at hindi na lang siya monocrop, di ba? Hindi na lang siya isang um, parang product, di ba? And I think there's also like a lot of issues with coconut and coconut farming and the, the byproducts and, and all that stuff. So um, I'm, I'm super interested in like what the, the farm can, can do more in the next couple of years. Eh, one year pa lang sila halos, di ba? How about you, Chinkin? Basically, what Rosel mentioned, I wrote those down too. But if I'll delve deeper, you have an OFW coming back home who also has a sister in Egypt, also an OFW. And it makes me wonder if, while well, there are OFWs in Cambodia or Egypt, if it made them predict coming back home or wanting to come back home and do this kind of work. It also makes me think or wonder if when they're abroad, they were wondering if they were tourists in their own country before they left. Because I'm sure going abroad makes you more wise. It gives you a different direction. And, you know, you, you grow when you grow up. You grow when you travel. And this generation loves to travel. And that's what the pandemic has removed from that generation. So I'm happy that she's back. She's back in her roots. And then she's propagating a coconut plantation into something more productive, organic, livestock, food, 
dining. Ikaw, Joe, what, what are your, your initial thoughts? Uh, I was uh, interested in the Kaayo initiative and how probably that's a project by the kids na, no? Like, I love that idea na parang they are, I don't know if they took over the farm or they are helping their parents now with um, with the, with the nice farm. With, and then it's their social enterprise, yung Kaayo project. So that's, uh, it's really nice to see Um, like what Rosel said, the younger generation evolving what their parents started with some, you know, new knowledge uh, about, I don't know, nature's ecosystems and ecology, how it works better. Uh, yun nga parang in, not a monocrop, but integrated and organic. So that was really nice to hear. And then Chinkin and I kind of talked about Uh, the the medicinal part that was that was interesting also diba kasi i know he's a doctor so their farm their their kaayo project is working with herbs most especially uh, we were curious joe we we probably brought up what kind of herbs you were growing in previous episodes but maybe you have an update on what herbs you're growing or maybe the the interview made you think about what you're growing in your own food forest i when when she mentioned When she started talking about teas, I was like, oh, she's going to mention holy basil. Because that's really one of the, the main herbs na grown really for its medicinal value. Like it's, they say that every, every, almost every household in India has a, has a holy basil plant. They call it tulsi. So... Yes, because they are. It's like they really use it for 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 um to regulate stress levels and all that. But you know, like I have to look into the effects of it. Like, but I've tried having it as a cold brew tea, and masarap siya. It's it's yummy. We have there are different kinds eh, of holy basil, and it's so hard to tell which one we have based just based on online resources. I think I would have to really have someone come and check because it's probably like a like parang cross-pollinated na siguro yon because it doesn't look exactly like what they have online but I I I drink it as a tea and it's you know I don't know if it's just you know psychological or whatnot but you know it's rela- it's always relaxing to drink tea <laughs> but yeah so there's tea there's We grow colantro, which is also an, uh, an herb. It's perennial. Because it's hard to grow cilantro here. Eh? At least um, I haven't been successful with that. So I grow colantro instead, which tastes like cilantro. And then what Maybe else? We should try that. Because we love cilantro, but it's hard to oh. grow colant- cilantro, no? Kahit yeah. from, the, from the supermarket, di ba may mga konting roots pa yon ganyan. I even tried that, yeah. But Wala. is that possible, Joe, from the market? Yung mga cilantro and you just plant it again? Is it... Oh, yeah, definitely you can try, you know, rooting the cuttings, ganyan. But, yeah, cilantro, like, because it likes cool weather, right? It doesn't want very hot weather. Upland, so try... Yeah. You, you can try culantro. It's very hardy. It just... Just plant it and then just make sure it gets watered regularly for the first month or so. And then pag established na siya, just forget about it. Because it self-seeds. So you'll just see one pop up somewhere else in your garden. That's cool. You, yeah. Yung holly basil tea, what, how do you make the tea? Is it just the leaves and you just put it in the wa- hot water? Yun ba yun? Yes. So you can make it from fresh leaves and then... I include the flowers na rin. Pero if you want to save seeds, then just leave the flowers alone. Just get the leaves. You can put it in hot water or you can steep it in lukewarm or cold water for uh, overnight, eight hours or more. And then... Cold drip. Yeah, cold brew. Cold, cold brew. brew. Cold brew tea. Nice. <laughs> With honey yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what we miss in Bohol, no? Wala na tayong wild honey from Bohol. Yeah. I wanted to bring up another plant 
pansit-pansitan. Tama ba? Tama yung tawag. Um, I was always impressed with Rizal because whenever we walked around, especially with... And so just to mention to our listeners, we're actually trying to work with some neighbors on this little garden, a little patch of community garden we're trying to start. Um, it used to be a playground. And anyway, we're, we, were, we were there and every time Rizal sees, sees this, the pancit pancit, and she's like, oh, there, look, there's another one. And I'm always impressed because I don't know how you... I'm not still, I'm not yet familiar with the plant. So, um, Rizal, can you tell us more about this plant and why you're so familiar with it? And it's an herb, correct? It, it's a, is it also an herb? edible weed, actually, no? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, no, Dr. Noni, uh, or Sir Noni, Mm-mm. yeah, mentioned it, I think. In yeah, and it's also episode. in one of those, in top 10 list na mentioned din ni Miss Jean, uh, parang, EOH approved uh, herbal plants, diba? And one of it is pancit pancitan. And I guess I'm just familiar with it because it just, it's, it's really common in the province. And actually, dito din, like, kung may makita ka na siwang ng cemento or whatever, maki- tutubo na lang siya dun. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how it propagates, actually. Ano ba siya? Um windblown seeds or whatever i don't Probably. know Probably, yeah so ganun siya um like i was in i was in up getting my documents habang naghihintay ako doon tingin ako sa lupa tapos andun at the bunch in between the rocks andun na siya sobrang malago siya tapos yun parang i i just thought na it's it's one of those weeds na parang it really pops up for me because it's common and maybe I grew up seeing it all the time. But once I figured out that it's pancit pancit and I see it everywhere. Diba may ganon? May ganong feeling or like kind of a phenomenon na once you identify something as that, parang it's just pops up. Oh, you know it now. Parang ganon. How do you use pancit pancit bullet? I, I forget now. Sir Noni probably mentioned it before but what is it? It's medicinal bit, right? How do you use that? Do you guys know? Parang medicinal yata for I forget. Ito ba yung sa sa dengue na sinabi ni Sir Noni? Or that's different? That's yung that's Tawa-tawa? Mm-mm. Tawa-tawa. Oh, tawa-tawa. Yeah. Parang ang sabi ni Kuya Pong at least the 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 one our collaborator sa I mean community garden uh, nire-request daw siya ng matatanda sa kanya kasi parang for ailments parang ganon so nire-request nila sa kanya let's ask oo tanong natin and it and it's DOH approved pala Mm-mm. no so Uh-oh. um that's there's you know scientific basis and all that stuff so that's cool. my 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 last review on the 10 medicinal plants sponsored by the DOH has been what 2009 when I finished med school and mm-hmm. I haven't had a review but Pancit Pancitan was known for its anti-inflammatory anti-rheumatic properties so it's really for joint pain for musculoskeletal problems but I'm sure there are many other implications for it which need further study uh, some time around your interview with Miss Jean, you mentioned how herbs or drugs get to become medicine. Mm. And it's really a very strict process which costs pharmaceutical industries billions of dollars every year. It's like making a vaccine. You know, it goes through phases one, two, three, four. And phase one would be the discovery part. That's the easiest part. But starting at phase two, when you're trying to look at the chemical characteristics of the herb, you really want to know that it's safe. So you test it on monkeys, you test it on dogs, on, on chimps. It's, it's quite, uh, you know, it's animal standards-wise, we can't circumvent that fact. Because phase three, phase three will go to humans, human child, small child, and phase four to the bigger population. So yeah, it takes around 10 to 15 years to make one drug approved. So if you have one drug that's for joint pain, but within five years, let's say it took that drug $40 billion to produce, to make in terms of the scientific research 
in five years' time, they can start seeing heart attacks happening for that drug, and they'll have to pull that drug off the market. So you can understand why it's so expensive to make the drug because they have to invest it and they're supposed to be prepared for financial losses if the drug proves to be a dud. So yeah, it's a very long process. process. And nations who invest in that, like the States, India, Japan, even Ghana is reported to be making these medicinal herb studies. They reap the rewards eh? because people... If you give a pharmaceutical point of view in terms of drugs, that's too sciencey. It might be bad for me. It might cause autism or whatnot. People would want to have a complementary and alternative form of medication because it seems to be safe. It has that lightness to it. But you know, you also have to circumvent knowledge that people know in terms of fearing for the medication and also believing that agencies that advocate for it are truly, you know, that, that they're truly safe. But when when we say these the ten plant these ten herbs are accredited by DOH, is it kind of like a similar process by in, well, like what you mentioned about the drug pharmaceutical companies making sure it, that went through phases as well? Definitely. And yeah. believe it or not, some of these plants are still going through further study. Because if you look at the plants with the DOH, am I right? There's amparaya, there's garlic, uh, there are other basic commodities that you see in your pantry. And, you know, people just think that, oh, I eat this. I might be able to get the benefits of this. But what science will do is refine it. Maybe we can isolate the particular molecule in garlic that gives it an anti-inflammatory effect and augment it and create a synthetic component for that molecule and that's how the science works and that's what they're trying to see in these other studies but in the end it really costs a lot of money and mm -hmm. if you're going to compare how much the government will roll out in terms of education or health or intelligence funds or you know defense you also have to consider how much they would want to allocate for science and technology and the science and technology department will further allocate that into new drug development or new scientific improvement. So yeah, that's the sensitive area about that. It really takes a lot of money. Yeah. I wonder when and who thought about making uh, commercial medicines. Or you know what I mean? Like, because before, the bites, plants, uh -huh. and natural things. And then, I don't know, did it come because did it come with the separation of of humans from nature, right? Like so now, humans don't know really much about plants. So these companies will, can come in and you know, I now that you mention it, I have this you know, there's this hunch. You can't prove it, but it's a hunch. Like in terms of food security, people can grow their food, but why grow your food when you can buy it? And that's, that's the, the the marketing yeah. of the company. But right? now with the drugs, you know, we have so many potential new medications out there that we can use for possible new antibiotics mm -hmm. or whatnot. But people are not exposed to the equipment needed or the mm -hmm. training needed to extract those. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's just one of it. I mean, you have chemists, you have pharmacists, yeah. you have doctors. It's really and yeah. a big allied medical sphere that work hand in hand together. But, you know, with medicine, I'm sure it's really profitable because most of the big pharmaceutical companies are tied up with government, right? And if you invest in medicine, you invest also in the health of your people. I think what Joe is getting to is that since I mean I totally understand the the R and D that comes with extracting the the medical uh, benefits from from plants, right? Pero parang there's also lost knowledge in herbal remedies. Na dati naman parang napapasa pa sa 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 generations, right? Na there's I guess there's some some historical knowledge in that as well 
na ngayon wala na, hindi na natin um, masyadong alam. Like growing up, pag inuubo ako, yung mom ko, or my lola even, mag-ano uh, siya, mag-to-toast siya ng, <laughs> ng oregano sa overfire and then lalagay niya sa likod ko and it just, oo, parang it just, I don't know if it's placebo effect, but it has, diba, I mean, oregano is also like kind of a herbal plant, so so may mga herbal medis- remedies na ganon, na siguro I, when I was younger, I didn't really pay attention to it, but it's it's one of those things na, yun nga, nawawala na rin because of modern Um, modern living and access to um, all these, you know, medical advances. But it's so interesting that with um, projects like Kaayo, project ni Miss Jean, and the way they look at um, eating healthy, um, and she even said na nga, she has parents na susceptible to to all these diseases, and they try their best to you know sustain from what they have in the farm parang it's it's so um i feel like it's it's a very natural thing to do pag ganon um but yeah i mean it it goes yeah it goes hand in hand i think just understanding what we have in nature and how even that process of The, the scientific research goes, I think we have to be aware of all of that. Diba? I guess this is all just connecting back to um, the benefit of just growing your own food, which is what we bring up at on Tanum Tuesdays from time to time. When Miss Jean brought up about the pandemic, na, when it hit, food-wise, they were parang, hindi naman unaffected, but like in terms of food, they were okay. They were growing their own stuff anyway. And so I, I thought about, you know, Joe's Food Forest and our project now, you know, with the, this garden we're trying to cultivate. Maybe that's just one way. What do you guys think of that? Like, should everyone grow their own food forest at one point or a garden or a farm, be it a farm? Or, I mean, will, will that help in any way? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's hard if you don't have access to land, whether it's your own or like the community garden that you guys are working on now but i think the knowledge of how to grow something um something edible especially it's it's almost like a skill that you you have to learn now right like like writing or reading i i feel like it should be like that because food keeps us alive right Like you, you don't read the book for a year, you don't die. <laughs> but if you don't eat, you will die. But, but reading is considered an essential skill, right? It's taught to to all the kids in school who go to school or even at home. But now the, I mean, how I grew up, not really um, being so connected with nature. You know, I grew up in the city and. It's really only when I moved nga to to Bacolod na I started appreciating trees and all the greenery and all that. And then it's only in the past two years now we started growing stuff. So, I mean, I think we've survived and we've lived long enough, like up to this point, without knowing these, uh, without without knowing how to grow our own food. Pero times are changing. I feel like kids now, uh, that's something that they should they should know. Because I don't know the the climate crisis, how how the world is changing. It's just a skill that that you should have in your um, toolkit. You know. We we had an episode on hydroponics last year, last season, and I think from that episode we deduced that. You don't need to have a food forest to grow your own food. You don't need to have your little garden to grow your own food. But we have to have appropriate measures done in order to produce the food that we can. So if it's hydroponics for you, that's what we set up. If you're in a big urban setting, highly or I mean, it's like a big condominium. There's no land there. There's just one big rooftop that the community can engage in. In the end, it's you 
feeding yourself and the community or letting you or, or at least getting started yes, with get, that whole process mm-hmm. because yeah you have to make your own food and that knowledge of making food does not come easy because you started from scratch you mm-hmm. did not have a forefather tell you that this yeah. is when the rains will fall this mm-hmm. is when the land will be. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with medicine. I'm sure our ancestors had ways to know how to treat a cough, a cold, or even a fever. That knowledge of, you know, folklore medicine is disappearing, but it should not be discounted as false altogether because there may have been some basis there. And then that's the basis for discovery when you're thinking about phase one trials for drug development. So it would be nice if we would also know the practices of those generations before us before it's completely left out and we just completely rely on medicine to help us. One of the things that I like about that this gene pointed out is also that this feeling or this affirmation that everyone's teachable. Parang I I felt that, or maybe I don't know if it's my interpretation, pero parang I felt that. Kasi nga, she had a background na she's in startup, she's in hospitality, and the next thing you know, she's taking over this this farm. Um, and for some reason, she she's able to to get around, you know, this new knowledge about integrated farms, ganyan. And and somehow, parang she she is. Uh, like a good example of someone um, na okay kahit wala kang background sa agriculture if you if you know your why why you're doing this and you are open to educating or being proactive about educating yourself then you are teachable parang parang we can all teach ourselves this or we can even teach our kids our communities um, all these things that we may have lost. Parang, I feel like it's not too late. I don't want to think that it is too late to pass on these things, um, like regenerative practices and, and you know, organic, doing things more organically and sustainably. Um, I'd like to think I'm teachable because I, I, I thought I was a black thumb or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of experts out there, they can teach you, you can... You can learn from everyone's uh, other people's mistakes. You can learn from your own mistakes. So, yun. Parang I think that's a really great perspective and attitude. Hopefully, that we can also have, aside from all the knowledge, um, that you know we we are teachable and we can learn these things, and it's not too late. <laughs> Rochelle, you mentioned. What what is your why? That's one of the tanong tips ni Miss um, Miss Jean, and I was like just super happy because I'm all, always about that deep core. <laughs> you know, I love those. So, what what were you guys thoughts on any of the the, the tips, the tanong tips um, ni Miss Jean? Yeah, yeah, I love that too. I love that part uh, when she said na it's it applies parang in in the more philosophical level life level and also in the garden right like why do you want a garden do you want um do you want to have food to eat then then your what follows like then this is what you have to grow like do you want a garden for the medicinal properties of plant then this is what you have to grow and then yeah, that I really that really resonated with me that tip of knowing your why in a deeper level and also in a more practical level and how that can really guide, you know, how you direct your life, um, what you put your attention to and on. Jean's uh, final comments uh, struck me as you know aside from being teachable, you also have to be open to an open book recipe that's presented to the general population and that you should really listen well to it because the agencies around us, especially in agriculture, they have these learning institutes that she is already part of and she's a learning institute called Excellence, Excellence, Uh, right? Or like a learning site. Learning site. 
for agriculture. And, you know, you can't just be a learning side just because you're having fun. You're a learning side because you complete a checklist based on things that you are competent with. And if you want yourself to be competent as a learning side, you also have to adhere to those standards. And she has adhered to those standards well, and they are evolving to make it even better by having more products in the future, by catering to a bigger market in the future. And that really shows a lot of hope and resilience. And it goes, it just goes to show how an OFW coming home can give so much knowledge and be emulated for their ideals as they come home. Because all our OFWs, you know, they're truly all over. We're really overrepresented around the world because we're manpower. Maybe that's also the reason why you get so much COVID for Filipinos because there are Filipinos all over the world. <laughs> it's it's so hopeful her story, nga, kasi there are a lot of misconceptions about our OFWs then, and yeah, she's one good example that you can turn your life around, learn something new, and focus or invest your energy in another area or another field na you can really get a lot of value from. She always says, says that eh, value added. <laughs> I think it's a hospitality thing. <laughs> she, she got it from that. But I mean, it's true. I mean, in, in the garden and in your life, what are the things that add value? Right? And what are the things that don't? So if it doesn't add value, maybe wag mo siya dagdag sa garden. Life. And if it adds value, then go plant it, sow it, and grow it. And that's a very good tagline for, you know, our podcast. Because <laughs> it's really ungrow. Can I say it again, Marcel? What? Sow it and grow it? Huh? <laughs> Nakalimutan ko na. <laughs> we recorded it naman. So. Let's go back na <laughs> Let's go back. Rewind the tape. <laughs> And then you have, Joe, you have another saying, no? Ma- thank you very much. <laughs> Salam mulch. Salam mulch. I like that. <laughs> I, guess, um, I guess one other thing I wanted to ask with that said uh, is, what is your why, Katarinas? What, oh. what is your... Wow. <laughs> wow. Deep. First you know? episode of season two. Yeah. <laughs> What is your why? Or we can just dial it down to something simpler. What is our why with this season, maybe, or this this podcast? Maybe we'll just start there. No, no. I think my why this season would be lessening the gap of learning from all these speakers and applying what I learned. Because before we were very limited in our space. And then now we have this new venture, this new community garden. Um, and kumbaga kung ano yung matututunan ko this whole season, I can actually apply that agad-agad, di ba? In our community garden. So, cross fingers. Um, that's kind of like, I feel happy just knowing that that the knowledge and the action is is closer than like just the knowledge in your head so yeah that's my that's my why this season um i guess for me for this season um my why is definitely toward like interacting with people i mean even last season when we first started my why back then then is to really you know keep in touch with friends especially during the pandemic but now we kind of expand it now 2021 we were, we're, we're pushing the bar na, you know, we're, we're going outside actually, and it's outdoors and it's healthy. So that's my why for this season for sure. Um, similar to what you were saying, but definitely just seeing more people and um, being less, think, thinking less about, oh, I'm independent, I'll survive. And more like, I'm, I'm dependent on others and I'm dependent on nature and I'm dependent. So parang it's also trying to humble myself then <laughs> and because I get in that trap sometimes. So, Kayo guys, well, Chinkin, Joe, well, what's your why with this next season? Oh, I'm sorry. We froze. Okay, I'll just start again. Yeah, yes, yeah. please. Yes, there. please. Sorry. Okay, there. My why would be reaching out more to community. 
whether it's virtual or face-to-face. Simply because you can hear a lot of people saying how locked up they are at home or how long they've been cooped up in the residence. But, you know, you also have to consider for a fact that there are people out there who have no option of considering such circumstances. And they really have to be outside. They have to work. Even if they work, they're still hungry. And it's not just themselves who they have to think of. They have to think of a greater family involved under their care. So yeah, I wish to be able to reach more people, make more valid and more, you know, more meaningful relationships with people through a podcast, whether we talk to them face-to-face or if it's an online event. Yeah, I think that's also the big one for me uh, for this podcast. It's really connecting uh, with other people who who are locked down, who are, you know, in, we're, all of us are in our, own, in our own bubbles now, but through the podcast, through um, other platforms, and now also through your community garden, guys, parang you have to still establish and re- establish connection and reach out because community is key to making sense of, you know, of life, of whatever's happening to us. And it's hard to just look inward all the time. And I hope that our podcast is, you know, I hope it's entertaining also, but, you know, also informative and also... um. Somehow it gives people who listen a sense of, you know, we're going through the same thing and, you know, that they can always connect with us online dinaman, on Facebook and Instagram. It's funny because I was like, I'm going to be out of Instagram now. I know <laughs> like the other, the other week I was like, I said a good, like I wrote a goodbye note on Instagram and I'm like, I'm going to focus on blah, 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 blah. And then <laughs> a week after. I'm like, I'm back. <laughs> no, because it just made me realize that like, like how it's it I know it's it's hard now to have to meet new people in person, right? But Instagram is actually I find it more or it it's less toxic than other platforms. Like people are more positive there. And then there are a lot of permaculture, <laughs> permaculture people there. And it's a good community, and community is important to keep you sane, healthy, and you know, it lets you feel that you're not alone, and that also that other people would, um, it would benefit other people if you extend yourself and reach out. Awesome. Any any last words before we end the podcast? Are you guys? Tell us more about your community garden. Post pictures on our Tanum Tuesdays. Yes, yeah, We're, we I, we have pictures now, so we'll just I guess we'll I'll upload it in the comments, uh, in the post. Oh, you should uh, name it. Uh, <laughs> huh? You should name your garden. <laughs> it still has a name. Not really a name, but in my head I call it Bogalion Garden because it's. It's on that street. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I can't name it like ours because it's not ours. Mm-hmm. But people in that area, they, they've they been living in that area for so long. So I feel like, yeah, it's our Bukalyon community. It's a Bukalyon garden. We'll ask. So we have a neighbor there, si Kuya Pong. Well, we can ask him. Oh, like, what, what do you think? Anong pangalan ni He's probably gonna say something like that. I don't know. There's no name. <laughs> yeah. You know? But let's very see. loose. Very yeah. loose lang sila. We, we plan me. to um, visit every weekend. Unfortunately, weekdays we're a bit busy, but it's a good escape on the weekend. So we'll definitely share updates with with you guys and our fellow Katanumers on our on our group. 
and maybe you know we'll get to know some neighbors and even better maybe they'd want to chime in maybe my mga kwento sila um si kuya pong he he keeps mentioning there are senior citizens <laughs> there are senior citizens here all the time asking for this doing that so i'm you know there's a lot of wisdom in some of these people you know like what they still want to they're the ones inquiring about what's being planted and all that stuff so that's uh that's an opportunity for us to gain more knowledge so maybe let's see let's see what happens but either way i'm we're happy just to be out and just meeting people again it's really nice and it's nearby so we're so happy for you guys we're so excited yes yay thank you and we'll share notes and we'll send you photos and you have to help us yes <laughs> and also cut the numbers if you have maybe a, a near a park nearby or maybe in your condominium there's a rooftop garden i think we mentioned this before um you know send us some pictures are you active with such a garden or farm in your area you know let us know and um i think guys diba we mentioned uh, baka we're going to entertain voice or uh inquiries from from our listeners yeah yeah that's right so we're gonna do that right Are yeah we? let's do it oh um i guess what was the easiest way we figured they could just record no and then send it tamaba as a message they can send it through our facebook page or even on our instagram page as a voice note so if you you, you open your messenger and then you can you look for that microphone icon and then just record yourself i think it's under one minute So if you have any questions, if you have any comments in our episodes whatsoever, then you can just send us that voice note. And then we'll try to maybe incorporate that in our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It'd be nice to hear from everyone. So I guess that's it. That's a wrap. From Manila, this is Albert. This is Giselle. Keep growing. And from Bacolod, it's Joanne. And Chinkin. Keep planting. Intro music is Siesta by Jazar. <laughs>